Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about unrealized loss versus real loss inside of your investment portfolios. And hopefully this is actually more unrealized gain versus realized gain inside your portfolios. We just have been asked this question because the markets are down this year. Correct. So before we dive into that, what are we drinking today, Alex? Uh, today, we are drinking wit beer from Black Raven. It clocks in at 5.0. And since it's a wit, there are zero IBUs in this. I normally love wit beers. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, it's Black Raven and it's a wit beer, so it's delicious. <laughs> like... There are, there are, you know, there are breweries out there where they have a solid, like, like solid one beer or two beers, right? Kind of their staple one that they came out with. And then there's breweries like Black Raven. Nice. And we're probably extremely biased when it, because it is a Pacific Northwest brewery. Um, but, and we both love them. Right. So our bias is going to show here um, with that. But to your point, it's Black Raven. It's a wit beer, which is always a favorite of mine, especially during the summertime. Um, so Alex rating bottle caps, how many bottle caps are you giving it? I mean, nine, this is just, it's a delicious beer. It yeah. really is. It, fi- it finishes cleanly. Um, it, it's, it's not the best wit I've ever had, but it's close to it. Like, yeah. This is, this is a, this, this might become a, a beer that I have on a very, very regular basis. Yeah. So I agree. I'm going to give it a nine as well. So. You know, Alex and I will differ in many beers when it comes to the wit. This is one of our favorites. So definitely check them out. Black Raven, they're out of Redmond, uh, Washington. I think they've actually got a spot now in Woodenville as well, but definitely check them out. Yeah, they've got uh, they've got a tasting room uh, in Redmond, uh, not too far from Arena Sports. And then also uh, one in Woodenville up by the uh, uh, the wine district. And if you're not in the Pacific Northwest, I would highly encourage you to order uh some of their beers because it's worth it and you get to try pacific northwest beer which is always a good thing so sure jumping into today's episode here so you know we've we've had recently a couple clients kind of reach out to us um and they're newer clients and so as we're working with them they have an invest they have a essentially an investment account that's not inside of a retirement account i know that's kind of crazy to think about right (laughs) Not a lot of people have that. We then tend to deal with a lot of people in tech. So they do tend to have that style of an account. And um, with that investment portfolio, especially when the market's down right now, you know, really like the example we had with our client was, you know, the, the client's portfolio started at say $100,000 and is down to 60. So it's, it's $40,000 of loss, at least in this client's mind. And he's looking at the statement or the online uh, dashboard and it says unrealized law unrealized loss of twenty three thousand and he's showing us this and he's like what is that it's down forty why is the unrealized loss only twenty three and so we had to explain what was going on in the account and how that what that actually means Alex yeah when he'd had it for multiple years um, and so like one of the things that becomes a little bit complicated and convoluted at times especially with different companies using different structures for their statements and things of this nature is 
understanding the timing of what of, and what the difference is between unrealized and realized. And a realized gain or a realized loss in this particular situation is something where they the some of the securities that were held at the beginning of the year had been sold. And so instead of it showing up as a potential loss, an unrealized loss, it had already been realized and was going to show up on the client's 1099 already, regardless of anything else that we did in the way of changes. So this is quite huge in the fact of making sure you're aware of how you're investing in and what type of trading is occurring in the accounts, right? And so, you know, you might have someone managing it and doing it for you, or you might be doing it yourself. And this is still something to take in, into consideration because, you know, we've had this decade period of time where, you know, just face it, a lot of the, the stocks, right? The market has gone up over the last decade. This is the first time that that people are having losses or even remembering, well, wait a minute, we can lose money in the stock market. So this doesn't come, hasn't come up in a while, which is why we're having the conversation today and more specifically understanding realized versus unrealized. Well, and, and there's even a, a different issue when it comes to certain types of investing. Like for example, if you buy a mutual fund in a taxable account, in theory, you can lose money and still have to show a taxable gain for the year. And it's because of this concept of inherited basis. Let's say that you buy mutual fund X and mutual fund X bought Microsoft a long time ago and sold it after you'd bought the fund. Well, that gain gets passed along to you in the form of a realized gain. So uh, that is one of the things that needs to be, uh, that you need to be aware of is that it is possible to have a loss in the account and still have to show a taxable gain. Now, the good news is you're going to be able to recapture that uh that that uh gain when you liquidate the account but at the same time it's something you need to be aware of and one of the potential pitfalls investing in uh mutual funds inside of a taxable account yeah and there's ways for the the real loss or unrealized loss right there's i think a lot of people are talking about tax loss harvesting right alex and and i don't think people People look at it from standpoint, oh, it's waves of saving on taxes. I think that's how they read it. And if you're only selling to capture the loss so you can have a $3,000 deduction like max for this year, I'm not sure that that's the best way to approach your investing philosophy. Now, for changing where we're putting assets or what stocks we're purchasing or maybe even strategies, that's a whole different ballgame. So I want to make sure we, we really talk into that because that, those are two different things to really consider. Yeah. I mean, tax loss harvesting is a real thing. It can add value. There's certain there's certainly benefits, especially depending upon what the rest of your picture looks like. If you already have uh, gains 
you know, short-term and long-term, then tax loss harvesting can help offset or defer, reduce, uh, eliminate those gains. Um, really what you're doing is you're pushing it into future years. Um, but that, that that's definitely something that can, can be something for, especially people with massively variable incomes where you can choose what year in which you actually realize and show the income, which yeah, can have a it, profound it, effect. It comes down to strategy rather than just like this one-off, you know, <laughs> emotional decision like, oh, well, I guess I'll get this credit even though I'm right. It's make sure you talk to your CPA, make sure you talk to your financial advisor or financial professional, make sure they're coordinating how and what's the best strategy when you're looking at tax loss harvesting, you know, strategic type of implications inside of your portfolio. Yeah. Which takes I'm sorry, go ahead, Alex. What we don't want to do is we don't want to tax loss harvest in years in which our income is already down and down significantly because you're taking the tax deduction at potentially the worst possible time. Yep. So that takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is how much do you have in the way of unrealized gains or unrealized losses inside your portfolio? So head over to beerandmoney.net and there's a spot for you to either answer that question of the day, or maybe that's just a question like sometimes we haven't even looked at that aspect in our in our investments. And that's really the whole point of, of asking that question. So take a look at your portfolio, see how it's see how it's operating. Do you understand what's going on? And if it sparks questions and you want to know more, ask questions. And you can ask us if you'd like. So again, beerandmoney.net. Uh, as always, we hope this episode was valuable. The whole point of us starting this podcast is to help you think differently about your money, help educate you about different strategies and different directions and where to be putting your money so that you can live the life that you want. As always, Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. 
Ryan Burklow Air Insurance License Number 15319412, CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins Air Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2022-143652, Expiration September 2024.